You're listening to The Voice, the podcast of IABC Ottawa. The number you have dialed. You're listening to The Voice, episode 16. This episode is hosted by Graham McCatchick, an integrated communication strategist with extensive experience in national multi-partner campaigns. Hi everyone, it's Graham McCatchick here at Marcom for a live to tape recording of The Voice. And uh, today I'm here with John McGinley, Director of Marketing for Radian 6. Just hit radian6.com for the details on the company. If you haven't heard of, heard of it before, I'm sure I'm assuming most people have. But we are today our, our topic is we're gonna be focusing on brand. We're gonna be focusing on what I call the theme of brand um, deconstructed and reconstructed. And we wanted to talk about just an overarching view of what you know. What are the components of a strong brand, and where does the where does brand reconstruction or deconstruction um, intersect um, on the social web or otherwise? You know, everyone you know might have used to think of them as you know. Well, there's the brand you have to build on the web, and then there's the, your other brand, perhaps, or is that coming together now? So let's just start there. Is that happening? Where, how, do, how, do we, how do we deal with that? Well, thank you, thank you Graham. Um, yeah, you know what, I think that, uh, at least in my experience, uh, you know, a few years ago there was a distinct separation between the brand that you had online or the brand presence and the brand uh, in the real world. Um, in my opinion, that really, uh, those lines have blurred now. And, and really, uh, because of the, the advent of the social web and the fact that communication happens at such a speed now, you really can't, you can't fake it anymore. They're really, you, you know, there's a certain expectations of transparency, and uh, you know, I think the brands that are succeeding understand that, embrace it, and uh, and try to live it every day. Okay, and let's just talk briefly about the components in your view. What makes up a really strong brand? What's to go into making a really strong brand? Now that's a great question. Um, for me, a strong brand starts with uh, with having a sense of purpose, understanding what it is that you do. So your your raison d'être, really. So, if if you could do nothing else. If, if, if that stopped, the brand would cease to exist. Okay. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, great thing. Obviously, uh, you're, you're having a great product or service that relates back to that purpose. I think mm -hmm. that's very important. Um, I think having buy-in through in, throughout the organization from the, from the top down and, and people on the front lines understanding what the, uh, the mentality or the reasoning is in the, in the C-suite. Mm -hmm. uh, and that goes back to communications, both internally and externally. I think that uh, uh, the the value of internal communications is sometimes overlooked. Mm -hmm. um, and and that, what that ends up happening is the, the folks get disconnected. The people who are dealing with your customers or your clients every single day don't know or fully understand the direction of the company or the organization. So I think it's really important that, uh, that you get internal communications right. Uh, and equally important, I think, is the external communi okay. communication. So you know, you're living up to your promise. If you're promising uh, you know, exceptional customer service, People are doing what it takes to ensure that exceptional customer service happens. Okay. All right. So next, Canadian Business Magazine's top 50 brands of 2011 were recently unveiled. Yes. You might have seen that article. And uh, the top five brands are as follows, just to get everybody uh, focused here. So we've got Jean Coutu Group, which was number two last year, now number one. Mm -hmm. Tim Hortons, which was number one last year, now number two. Shoppers Drug Mart, WestJet, Research in Motion. So that rounded out the top five. And Rogers and Bell are at the bottom, of, bottom again. So. That's a whole other conversation. I think, and I think so, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll just leave that one aside for the moment. 
but in your view, what are uh, Canada's top nonprofit and government agency brands, and why? So let's, we're always focusing on the private sector. Let's yeah. focus on public and, and uh, nonprofit sector. Yeah, it's funny, and and uh, I think that's a great question, and one I spent a bit of time thinking about prior to uh, prior to this uh, this conversation. And for me, I think one of the brands, and, and this is this is personal, um, is CBC. Yeah. I think they've done a, an exceptional job in the last, uh, call it three to five years, of really connecting with, uh, with a slightly younger demographic. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I applaud them for all of their efforts. Both, uh, you know, I think organizationally they've done, uh, they've gone through some challenges, but uh, I think they've done well to come out the other side. They, uh, the content that they're creating, yeah, seems uh, timely and topical, which is which is always important. Uh, and the other one that I found particularly interesting, and again, I'm from the east coast of Canada, so uh, so Newfoundland tourism. Uh, I think uh, Nova Scotia tourism also does a very good job, full okay. disclosure, I'm from Halifax, but uh, <laughs> I think they do a great job, and Newfoundland tourism is really living okay. their brand every day with uh, all of their communications. Okay, I was just in Halifax, oh, wow. about, I think it was last month for part of a uh, marketing communications campaign that uh, Volunteer Canada is implementing. Um, so let's talk about um, which Canadian nonprofits and government agencies are the brand comeback kings? I mean, you say CBC. Yes. From the last ten years, though, I was going to say. What do you do? You think CBC falls into that category? Like, where did they go off the rails? Basically, is what I'm saying. And how do they build themselves back up? Yeah, and you know what? The I don't know that they fully went off the rails, and and, and really, ten years is a lifetime. Right? Yeah. So so I, I I'm thinking in the last little while. Uh, you know, they did have some reorganization, they mm -hmm. had some struggles, um, and really both from a funding perspective yeah. and uh, yeah. and truly not not so much losing their way, but trying to understand, you know, what their purpose was. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think what they've done a really good job with uh, both embracing technology, uh, changing up what their content is, both uh, on their television side as well as the radio side. Uh, they've they've created content, they've created uh, personalities that appeal to a, to a younger demographic. Um, and you know, personalities. Uh, George obviously has a, a very strong following. Um, uh, John Gameshi, okay. uh, also very good job connecting with uh, with his audience and uh, and the type of uh, type of content that they okay. have. And what about the prime minister's office in Canada? Oh, that's Where, uh, what do you think about the the brand uh, that value that they're offering to Canadians, and, and even on the social web? What, what yeah. do you think of what's going on there? You know what? That's uh, that's a tough one. Uh, we uh, we did some uh, some work with a couple of different media outlets uh, okay. through this last election. Yeah, and uh, and really, again on the social side, it was yeah. interesting to see. Uh, I don't think that we could necessarily predicted the results based on what we saw, but let's just say there weren't any terrible surprises. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't have been so bold as to make early predictions, but uh, based on the social conversations and what was important, uh, a lot of the indicators seem to say that uh, you know. The, the, at least the things that were being talked about often on the social web were uh, were being reflected okay. in what, the, uh, what they were saying to the politicians. You know, in our last podcast, uh, we were talking with Brian uh, Solis from Multimeter Group, and he was one of the he opened the Marcom conference as a keynote, and he was you know he sort of gave a, a graph that showed you know how to engage well with you know and get people engaged in your brand and some of the things people are doing on the social web that aren't so effective versus what they are, uh, which are what are really effective and. Um, some of the things that weren't so effective were just sort of putting out one-way content, like the marketing type tweets. Yeah. And is, your, is it your impression that uh, typically that's the kind of stuff that's coming out from government agencies? I think, I think in the past it definitely has been. It's, uh, it's been a, a command and control type of scenario. And, uh, 
very difficult for government and even large organizations to give up that uh, command and control and start to to have a two-way dialogue. Um, you know, there, I hear lots of uh, lots of people say, "Oh, it's too hard to do that," or, you know. I'm afraid of something bad happening. Right, right. Well, you know what? Guess what? Those those bad comments are happening anyway. Yeah. Um, and I often say to to folks, wouldn't you rather know that they're happening and figure out, you know, use that information to either change, uh, either change your communication strategy, change or address the the things that are being talked about. Yep. Um, and really, you know, we often say uh, at Radiant Six, brands now uh, some of the conversations. Yep. About your brand. Okay. Okay, so um, now we're gonna, I'm just going to switch gears here sure. a little bit. Now, there's always, um, you know, this sort of people that may not be entrenched in marketing. Mm -hmm. This sort of idea, well, okay, there's brand and then there's reputation. And where does the, where did the, it seems kind of blurry for, for people sometimes. So, mm -hmm. not just on the social web, but just in general, what's your impression and what, how can you dif distinguish that for people a little bit more? So yeah, it is getting blurry. Yeah, um, and you know the what I what I bring it back to is is really a brand is a promise. Uh, it's almost this implied contract that you have uh, as an organization with your users or your customer groups, and uh, and if people look at that uh, operationally, both from the the product or service that you're delivering, the the way that you're communicating, you know. I, I say now that really, if you work for an, everyone in your organization is in marketing now, whether it says it on their business card or not, uh, it's the conversations that you have with with friends at a dinner party that reflect positively or negatively about uh, about your organization, uh, and those conversations are being shared. And now, with the social web, that amplification is happening so much faster, so much louder. Um, so really, if if people throughout organizations start to think that you know what, the things that I say or do. Uh, will have an impact on on our reputation as okay. a brand. Yeah. So, yeah, sort of. Okay. Right. And so, what, and the other question I had is, there's tools out there that I would love people for people to know about, just in terms of helping to to build a brand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Radiant Six, you obviously offer a suite of products. There's lots of products out there. Yeah. Let's just give people a general scope of what might be available to them to help them build up brand or redefine, etc. Sure. What's out there? Yeah. So, uh, so you know. Uh, Social listening, obviously, I think is a uh, is very important. Uh, we believe so, uh, and, and there are cons all kinds of tools uh, that'll help people do that. Uh, free tools, things like Search.Twitter, will will be able to bring back some results for you. Okay, Search.Twitter, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, Google does a very good job um, indexing blogs, and if you want to look within that, those are both free tools. Yeah. Uh, there are other low-cost options that uh, will allow people to to start understanding what conversations are happening out there, mm -hmm. um, and really. Tools are only one part of it. Yep. Uh, it's it's how you use those tools to do something. Okay. Uh, and really build a strategy. So so everyone should start with listening. Uh, some people may or may not need measurement as a component of that mm -hmm. as an organization. So you know who's talking, what are they saying, what's the volume of conversation. I think that that's important uh, because if you're not measuring, you don't know if you're changing or if you're being successful. Uh, and then finally, before anyone gets to engagement, uh, especially on the social web, I think they really need to have an understanding of what the strategy looks like, what, what are we trying to do, mm -hmm. um, and then set up almost a, almost a playbook or rules of engagement for how people are going to, to reach out uh, proactively. And, and, and I say proactively versus reactively because 
oftentimes people will come to us in a crisis situation. Oh, you know, there's lots going on and you know, it's all negative and things are going to go bad. So what I tell people is, you know, if, if you're there and you're present beforehand, oftentimes a community will, will self-police. Uh, you, you put kind of credit in the bank, if you will, if you are socially engaging within a community group before things go badly. Right, right. And, and you're offering things... Um, you're offering things to, to the community, and I don't mean dollars and cents things, but you're offering uh, conversations, intellectual equity, if you will. Yeah. Um, and you know, I talked to someone earlier today about, uh, and she's uh, with an economic development corporation in uh, in Ontario here, uh, and and we talked about that, like how do you how do you create that value mm -hmm. for people who uh, are interested in your area, um, and don't come across as being salesy or pitchy. What you're doing is you're providing them information. Uh, that they can then go back and make their own decisions based okay. on. Okay. All right. So it's kind of like on the job, the more good work you do, the more your your internally your boss, et cetera, sees you as a great employee. Exactly. And then if you screw something up, hey, well, you know, we know overall he's built up a, or she's built up a, a bank of pretty good work. So yeah, we won't be too hard on. Ex and, you know what, and, and to that extent, one of your colleagues will come to your fence and say, hey, you know what? Graham right. is a great guy. Right. He just sort of met a messed up that time. Okay. Cut him some slack. All right. Great. So that's a great note to finish on. Thanks so much, John, for joining us here. Thanks, Graham. Appreciate uh, we're here it. again at Marcom. And this, of course, will be uh, coming out after the conference is over. So uh, if you want to get a recap of uh, the conference, you can always go to marcom.ca. And if you want to engage in this podcast, tell us what you think. We always love to hear from everybody. Go to http colon slash slash ottawa.iabc.com. Take care. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, Ottawa Chapter, produced at the Media Style Studio at the Coat Factory.